welcome to a very special uh, episode of Pedal Boards of Doom Live. Do forgive me, I'm just going through a million different screens trying to get everything up and running. Ooh. It's nice to see you. Today we have a special guest. Who do we have? So the budget pedal. Would you like to introduce some people? Yeah. So who is this to the left of me here? Who are we talking to? Has that worked? Have I done it the right way? I'm still getting used to this. You've done thing. It right way, yeah. Beautiful. We could do one. So, 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 who have I got here to the left of me? You uh, have uh, Kim. Kim Bjorn. I'm one of the uh, the authors. I'm the co-author of Pedal Crash, and also I've authored <laughs> some other books from Bukes, our little publishing company. Nice. So yeah, that's me, and I'm sitting in Copenhagen right now. Usually do. Excellent. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful town. If you've never been to Copenhagen, sort it out because it's wonderful. It really is a lovely place. Okay. I, I have not been to Copenhagen and I will take your advice. I will I will one day go there. But it's not going to be very soon because, you know, global events. No one's and all going. That. <laughs> <laughs> um so below me here, who have I got? Is am I, am I, am I talking uh, that name... way? No, sorry. This My one. name is Scott. I have a YouTube channel called Knobs. I, I wrote the other half of this book with Kim. This book. So from like a, about page two two fifty onwards, you or was it? I, you know, I, I, I did my share. <laughs> we'll get into the de- the we, dirty yeah. details of that. Kim and I got very close over the span <laughs> of a few months. This 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 sounds like we're getting a bit of an exclusive scoop here. <laughs> I, 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 well, hey guys, thanks, thanks for having us. By the way, no, yeah. thank you, thank you so much <laughs> for uh, um, for for coming on. So, for those who aren't aware about this book, which I mean, you've got to be living under a rock for for a good like six months now if you haven't heard of it. But can you just give us a little bit of an introduction as to what uh, what's going on in this uh, this lovely, lovely, quite weighty book? So do That's you want to you do can. that, Scott? It's all me. So, so I can basically read from the from the back of the book. It's we call it the definitive book on stumpbox effects. Yes. It might not be, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's also like a, a little trip into this uh, mesmerizing world of, of pedals. And uh, it's three hundred seventy six pages, and we have like fifty interviews in the book uh, from all kinds of artists. And there's more than eight hundred pedals. We don't have every pedal ever issued in this book. It's impossible. And there's a lot of companies we've talked to also. Yes. And it's a very, illust- what do you call it, illustrated, illustrative. There's a lot of photos, a lot of illustrations, yeah. a lot of beautiful pedals. So, Which basically yeah. means it's great for, for us musicians because there's lots of pictures <laughs> and you don't have to do as much reading. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I was hoping when for I like. It up, I was really pleased because I was like, "Oh wow, there's loads of really cool pictures in it, and it's like every page is illustrated, lovely, it is, uh, in a lovely way." So yeah, I was I was quite happy about that. It's like yeah, a grown you thought, up. You thought it was going to be terrible. See, it's like it's like <laughs> a, um, it's a bit like a grown up version of browsing uh, browsing a lot of my Facebook groups. They're they're usually filled with pictures of loads of pedals, but this has got like intellectual writing rather than yeah. people calling each other all kinds of names. <laughs> yeah, so, there's no advertising. There's no trolls in this. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We kept the name calling to a minimum. <laughs> yeah. yeah let's, don't don't uh, don't set them off. <laughs> they're, they're watching live. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, they love right. us. Right. I'm used to re- reading books that are like this thick, and it's just like, uh, uh, have you ever read um, uh, Wheel of Time? It's like 14 books, and each one of them is like this big. And I've just finished that series. So when I opened this, and I, I, I got it, and it was like, wow, this is really thick. And when I opened it, and I was like, oh, it's like a treasure trove of like beautiful colors and all these sort of things. It was really cool. But importantly for me, um, it doesn't just say, this is a pedal, and this pedal has a drive knob uh, and this sort of thing there's loads of tips in it and these sort of things which are is really really helpful i found that endlessly um helpful um we were talking just a minute ago about one of the things that i found um uh, and i didn't go into too much detail of it but i'm quite a big deep purple fan uh, i've really loved deep purple for a long long time and one of the things i saw in there was how um how richie blackmore has been using um was it an octaver that was your bit, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> was it my bit? Yeah, that's right. Yes. yes. Find it let, me, let me just uh, search it. Yeah. A, a star, I think you said he used it on Stargazer and on the In Rock album, which is like one of the best albums ever. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. fiction was... album with Child in Time, you're going to be, you know, you're on to a winner. Uh, that was, that was a relatively early purpose. Small stories. Yeah. It was the first one with Ian Gillen. Brilliant, brilliant album. Mm. He he was all right. I, he was wasn't he? Ian Gillen. He uh, he could sing, sing a note or two. Still does, man. Still does. It's I'll a l- kind of small side stories we try to plumb in there. You know, besides yeah. all the you know the tech, more technical stuff. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a fine balance, isn't it? Trying to um, trying to put enough information in that it's. It goes beyond the kind of surface level stuff that you can just quickly Google, um, but then not putting so much in that you end up rolling people's eyes back in their head because they're like, oh, "Okay, they're talking about the totally. forward voltage of the diodes." Totally. We kind of we noticed very quickly that if you like, each chapter would kind of write itself in a way because each pedal has something about it that makes it interesting, like. I found modulation, for example, it, I did want to get more technical because otherwise there's not a ton to say, but like the technical differences between different kinds of modulation are actually really compelling and it makes the effects stand out. Um, so yeah, sometimes you want to talk about diodes and other times you really don't. And yeah, it's, it was, it was nice. It kind of like that decision was made for us almost by the kind of effects. Yeah. Yeah. you've got a great page on there about vibes uh and it talks about how uh vibes aren't quite f- uh, uh, flat phases and you, you've given you've given like three different um examples of where other types of effects sit and how vibes are ever so slightly different to like phases and i can't remember what the other one was but it was really interesting to see that laid out because um it it's nice to understand what you've been hearing, but it was yeah. really cool. That I love that spread because I think that's one where it almost wasn't very good. Like to, to be, to be honest, because you know, we, we had like a deadline for this book and I remember specifically this page, we, our first crack at it, it was like, it was okay, but it was a little bit more of that. Like, here's a vibe pedal and here's a vibe mm. pedal. And, yeah. uh, 
and like Kim and I were already just like not sleeping a lot and, and really tired. <laughs> and so we all, but it just didn't feel right. And, and I remember the moment where we decided to change it was just like, Vibe is always the like forgotten sibling of modulation. And it just seemed like we were doing the same. We were just like, ah, you know, like this page is okay. It's good enough. Yeah. But we decided to, you know, give it a moment and it's a cool effect. So, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's it's one of my least favorite um, one of my least favorite effects. But since I read that, I went back and um, I've got like a a one terraform on my um, on my pedal over here on my pedal board. Sorry, and um, I kind of thought, yeah, let's go and try to vibe out a bit more, and uh, I spent a bit more time with it. And from your from your the way I read it, I kind of uh, understood what I was hearing a bit better, and started getting those throaty sort of sounds. I was like, you know what, this is actually really really good. Uh, and it got me into liking it just because I could understand it a little bit better. And mm-hmm. uh, I was saying, I know a shit ton about effect, about effects, but it's hard to know everything about every type of effect. Maybe you guys do, obviously. <laughs> you no, know, absolutely I'm not. not. Sure. No, <laughs> I think that. But but it's interesting what you say uh, because that's what um, Scott stressed in his part of the forward. Actually, if you remember that, Scott, about <clears throat> just just going deep with one pedal, and uh, it's. it's it's usually the same whether it's your instrument, it's a it's a Eurorack module, it's a pedal. Just concentrating on on one thing, you know, f- really focused. You you just start learning new stuff and mm-hmm. beneath the surface, so to speak. In, in the comments, I'm being hit by um, various people on various different um, forums, all saying, "I love Vibe. Vibe's the best. Vibe is king." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you know, another cool thing about that vibe section, I really like this, is that, you know, you're talking um, budget pedal chap. You were talking <laughs> about, like, going on the internet and finding things. In we realized writing this book that you can't actually a lot of stuff when it comes to pedals because they were made in a time where the internet didn't exist and, yeah. and like, nobody cares. <laughs> so, like, you can't <laughs> find it. But, but for the vibe, there's an illustration, you know, like a phaser and a vibe, they work by creating these like frequency notches and then moving them around. And there was no illustration anywhere for what those notches look like on a vibe pedal. So we just had somebody draw them, somebody who is like experienced with this stuff. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. Nice. Yeah. 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 I'd say there's a lot of stuff that, that we just couldn't Google. I mean, yeah. Scott, you spend a lot of time experimenting with, with your pedals and stuff. And well, we, we sought out people, you know, who knew certain stuff about a specific thing. It was really important to us that, that it wasn't like what you call it, secondhand knowledge, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. And we just learned that you had to. Like, there's certain things, there's, there's, there's some subjects where you couldn't possibly read everything ever written about them. And then there's there's others that there's nothing, absolutely nothing on the internet, and uh, yeah. Can you give us an example? Well, that's that's one, and um, you know the thing is like we didn't want to put it in writing if we weren't confident about it. So there were certain things that we all kind of like anecdotally know or think we know, but yeah. we wanted to like have sources and, and things verified and, and be able to illustrate things. Like it's one thing to know it, but to illustrate it, you really have to get on another level and oh yeah yeah yeah. there's there's tons of things we had like there's a guy named mark hammer who was a huge resource and he's been he's been um like helping people on forums for i think decades and is just like one of these people that is trusted for knowing these things um from firsthand experience and 
like he would be our last line of defense kind of if, if things couldn't be found anywhere else I'd say, I'd say also, great. just to, to add to that, that it's, this book is very much a group effort. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really hard to make such a book like one person. I'd say it's impossible and no one knows everything. So, yeah, <laughs> a bit like the internet, I guess. Yeah, you'd, you, you could be, uh, could be <laughs> fooled into thinking that that's not the case on the internet, couldn't you? Because everyone yeah, seems to be an expert. Sorry, guys. I'd like to ask all the viewers uh, watching us if you could kindly just share the stream so more people can uh, join in. That'd be absolutely lovely. Thank you so very much. So, um, yeah. I, I, so the vibe was one one thing. Let me ask you guys, each of you, what's your favourite effect type? Um, or and not all. And <laughs> what's your favourite effect pedal? Ooh. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's loopers. Easy. Yeah. Loopers are my favorite. Not bloopers, but loopers. What? <laughs> not bloopers, but loopers. Well, I mean, blooper is my favorite, but that's like, I can't answer that. That's not fair. Um, yeah, loopers are easily my favorite. Um, or like, you know, certain delays that can do looping by extension. Um, yeah, blooper is my favorite, but that's biased as hell. So, um So I, I don't know. The, yeah. So so what why what is it about loopers that that fascinates you and uh It is, you know, something I've really just admitted to myself in the past year is that all of my musical ideas start and end with loops. Like that's just I can make music without them, but it's always mediocre. But when I when I just get together with a looper, I think it's just how I learned to make music in a way that like really satisfied me. Um so it's like it's just my my space where things make sense um it's that simple and, and it's because you can record things in a way that has no visible tempo or structure like that's kind of what i need um even getting into like a daw as soon as i see that grid and things start making sense it makes like too much sense for me whereas loopers it's just like you know you, your foot is punching in that information yeah it's like uh, an amorphous you, you really... blob of time rather than structured segments of it yeah, as soon as I start trying to make sense of music, I become like to my ear very mediocre, and, and loopers allow me to get into this more um, free space. Awesome! You did a, a really cool video recently on your um, new format of uh, videos where we actually see you, and it was with that sequencer, the digital sequencer. Which um, which one? Oh great! <laughs> I thought you were kidding. Oh yeah, that one. Oh <laughs> no! Fine. Yeah, yeah, the tracker, the tracker. Yes, yes, uh, the tracker. Yeah. So I was, I was watching that a few weeks back, and uh, I think it was not that long ago actually. But um, yeah, it was really interesting because you, you said like you don't like to be confined, and you, you kept pushing them away, pushing them aside, thinking, no, no, this isn't for me. I, I don't like the, the confines. And um, yet, you still managed to make it sound like you, and that was that was quite impressive, really, because most people can't do that on the guitar. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like that's my exception, I guess, is taking a grid and like trying to break it. But <laughs> you know, you know, like the stuff I did with it was nonsense. Yeah, like I was I was using it wrong, and I think that's the only exception. Anyway, it's very personal. It's, it's musical expression, using it wrong, you know, as long as it's not jazz. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure we might have oh, one or two jazzes oh on here. 
Oh dear. I love jazz. <laughs> no, uh, we all do love jazz. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, but no, that was that was a really interesting thing. Um, so I, I don't think the trackers were featured in the book. Is that right? Or were they? If I just not got to that page yet. No, because there's no pedal trackers. Mm. They're like we we kind of we kind of really drew the line there. I think like if it didn't have a stomp switch, we usually didn't include it. There might gotcha. be a couple yeah. exceptions. Hmm. Yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. There, there are things that um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of things that I, I use that might not necessarily have a stomp switch. I've got the Victory um, Duchess pedal board amp, but it does have a switch on it to turn the tremolo yeah. on and off. But it doesn't have a bypass on it, so I don't know. Would that have, would that have come into the book? We we have a few, like we mentioned the Diarmin tremolo, right? Which is a piece of history and didn't have a stomp oh. switch. And, I assume um, the Range Master's in there as well, the the original. Yeah, Dallas Range Ranger. Master. And I know there's a Boss Looper that's tabletop that we decided to include because mm-hmm. it did some cool things. But yeah, I mean, we had to. We already had to exclude a lot of stuff just because of space constraints. So it just seemed like a convenient way to just. It, yeah, uh, most pedals kind of require a stomp switch by definition. So yeah, <laughs> yeah stomp box. <laughs> Stump, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, the game, the game changer pedal, um, in the free section. Oh yeah, has this. Oh piano yes, the um, piano pedal. Yeah, 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 the the plus is it the uh what's yeah. plus pedal? Yeah, you mean yeah. one of these? Yeah, <laughs> here's yeah. one I made earlier. Yeah, I mean we we had to go. <laughs> um, we had um Ilya on from um game changer. Game changer. It was a really interesting chap actually. Yeah, there he is, isn't he? Cool. Yeah, yeah, he's fun. Um, I've met with him a few times at guitar shows and stuff, and he, he's a nice bloke. Mm-hmm. Just a nice bloke. Um, okay, so, uh, Kim, what about yourself? Favorite pedal type and favorite pedal in particular? <laughs> is Kim frozen? He's in, pan- in panic. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's doing that thing in, in Jurassic Park where they say if you if you don't move they won't be able to see you. He's very good at it. Yeah, very, yeah, very much so. <laughs> so uh, he's probably sitting there talking away to us as well. <laughs> oh, poor, poor yeah. Jeff. Okay. Whilst whilst right, whilst we try and re uh, recapture Kim, uh, I'm I'm just going to bring this into shot, which is a, a pedal that I feel has. Uh, has not not received the justice it deserves. This is the part of the show where you shame us, is it? A, a little bit, yeah. I mean, as <laughs> as extensive. Well, not here. That's it. Yeah, so it's all on you. So as extensive and uh, as as widespread and as as well researched as this book is, it has one glaring omission, um, and that glaring omission happens to be. Happens to be this pedal. Uh, my lighting's not particularly great, but this is the TC Electronic Mojo Mojo. Uh, and anyone who has uh, has followed the Fret Talk podcast or or my my channel uh, will know that I am particularly fond of the um, of the Mojo Mojo. Um, so we we can't ask why did you leave this pedal out because obviously there's going to be a million pedals that you did leave out. Um, but why did you leave this pedal out? <laughs> we, 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 hate, we hate that pedal, yeah. That was a deliberate act of omission. W! It's never going in. Actually, 
can you know what i would love to know can you, you guys can maybe help us with this i'd love to know what i want to make like a top 10 list of omissions that people think we really should have had in the book maybe we can uh, in the second edition except that one that one's never going in but oh man <laughs> i've cursed it now haven't i yeah, it's, it's nothing to do with the pedal. It's all down to you. <laughs> I mean, was, I, was I, there a pedal that you thought should be in the book, Lee, or like a personal favorite? That I haven't read it from page to page. So if I said uh, any particular pedal, the chance are this. Oh, oh, hang on. Uh, okay, was DMXR Blue Box in there? And if not, why not? Yes, it was. That thing's awesome. Right. It's just the best pedal ever. It's amazing. I love that thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm being ganged up on here. Lee's, yeah. Lee's yeah. favourite pedal. Oh, yeah, that's that's a fantastic pedal. Like, oh, the Mojo yeah, Mojo. Right. Never heard of it, no. Oh, Kim can't connect again. That's odd. Uh, right, let me see if I can add him here. Um... And as if by magic, he appears... No, that didn't work. <laughs> Just keep uh, doing it. That's That'll it. Work. Um, we got a got a question um, in in the right. in the chat from uh, mm-hmm. our, one of our uh, our regular co-hosts, Mister Will Powell. He says, uh, "Where can I buy this book?" Oh yeah, all over the place. So there's um there's a website. Let me find it. I think it's we make yooks or yooks dot com. That's the it name says of the on it says, yeah it says on the back it's yooks dot com b j o o k s dot com. You can buy it directly from there, but there's also a handy uh, list of resellers at the bottom of the Pedal Crush page uh, by country. So I'm going there now to make sure that's still true. (laughs) I know somewhere (laughs) on the website you can, yeah, there's a find a store tab on that website that has it by country. Beautiful. Um, I think uh, a large proportion of our um, listeners are UK and US. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, there there's go. plenty of that. There's there's plenty of those, and and Bjorks being based in uh, Denmark is helpful for UK buyers. So yes, yes, yeah, very uh, very central, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If if Kim's still alive, out there somewhere, Kim. Uh, I have to reboot Discord. <laughs> Yeah, that, sorry. That's no. why I'm, I'm sitting there tappy, tappy, tappy. All right, okay. So uh, let me ask you a question uh, about knobs because I, I want Kim to be involved in the uh, in the book questions as well. So let's let's take this opportunity to ask a question about knobs. Let's do it. What is the most complicated pedal that you've had to demo on knobs? Was it something like a PLL, a PPL? Is it PLL or PPL? It's PLL, PLL. Isn't it? Yeah. PLL. PLLs have a lot going on, but you don't, they're like unsolvable in a way. So I'm, I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure that you would hear someone using a PLL properly versus having no idea what they're doing and, and be able to tell. Um, (laughs) I I, I don't know if that's necessarily true because I've, when I first ever touched one, it took me ages to even not get a tone out of it. As in saying, I'll get a tone that sounded good. I mean, to get any sound out of it. To right. be agents to actually get something going. Um, so I sat there looking at it like for about 20 minutes, <laughs> you know, turning things going, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a way to use a PLL. Like there is a sensible way to use it, but I think a lot of pedals deliberately don't even give you 
that option. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't say PLL basically to cut to the chase. Um, I would say I know what the most complicated pedal I have is. I've never done a demo on it. It's the eight five six for Zeller Assassin by Montreal Assembly. You guys know that oh, one? Okay, yeah, that's the guys that do the count to five, isn't it? I think I know the pedal you mean. Um... It's this white looper, and it's it's very good, and and yeah. it's like the only pedal I own that I would say is hard. Like actually, actually hard to use. <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah, the, the difficulty setting is quite high. Isn't it? It's quite high. Like a PLL is not difficult, you know, because you you can just putz around and then stop when you're happy. But that won't work with this pedal. You'll never find a good place. Like you have to understand it, or you're screwed. Yeah. Um, just to just to play the the devil's avocado here. Uh, what's a PLO? <laughs> PLL. Oh, PLL. I'll, I'll... I'll tell you, it's, 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 um, well, you stop me if it's too nerdy. I think it's interesting. That carry what, on, yeah. what you get is an oscillator. So, you know, any, any synth, I'm going to yeah, start yeah. from ground, the ground floor, like any synth, the sound making part of a synth is an oscillator, yeah. um, which is just like a pure waveform. What you get in a PLL is you have an oscillator that instead of being played by a keyboard, it, it tries to follow the input pitch that you put into the pedal. So okay. let's just say that's a guitar. It it tries to follow along to your guitar and like play the same pitch. Okay. And and it does that by using phase. That's like the mechanism. So PLL stands for phase locked loop. And okay. and that's like a, a unique way to do it. So basically you have like a feedback loop, like a delay where the signal keeps going around and around. And you just have this oscillator that is like constantly checking in with your guitar and being like, are you, are you still doing that pitch? Are you still doing that pitch? And it just does it continuously. And the interesting thing about that is PLLs, the sound that you, that you um, are used to hearing from them is, is chaotic. It's, it's really crazy. And it's because that mechanism, you can sabotage it. You can like, <laughs> you can make it, you can make it so the, the thing listening gets the message like really late um so <laughs> okay. that it actually can't can't do its job and that's kind of like the sound of a pll it's like a synth like tripping over itself again and again as it tries to track your instrument almost uh, like it's unsure about itself and it keeps, keeps having a double check guessing, it, yeah. you know yeah, yeah so like, yeah, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. You can imagine if you're trying to walk along like uh, as a kid walking along like a, a really narrow thing and you're balancing and you've got to concentrate on where you're going. And if you're kind of turning back, looking behind you, you're going to fall off. Totally. Uh, this is, so that's my analogy for it. Is, is it a little bit like, <laughs> uh, like sound-wise, is it a little bit like um, like analog octave pedals, like a bit in the blue box where it kind of jumps back and forth between pitches? The, the blue box has like a, a bit of that same kind of like tracking yeah. Can we swear? Doesn't matter. The moment's gone. Yeah. Some of that tracking nonsense. Um, it has a bit of that thing, but with a PLL, it can get like really exaggerated, extremely exaggerated. And it can do these like dive bombs. Where I, I don't know technically why the dive bomb happens, but I think it's like wherever the pitch was at the very end, if you stop playing, it's just like, <laughs> eh, it just like gives up so slowly <laughs> and tries to return to like, I don't know yeah. why it, it tends to, it, it almost like returns to like a home base or something. Yeah. Like, a, like, like a reference pitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, a, 
on my board uh, over there, I've got, I've got um, the Mericenzo on there. And um, the other day I, I was playing, um, I was just trying to create some really nice kind of like carpenter brute, brute sort of um, tones and these sort of things. So I had that blaring in the background, just trying to get some tones to it. And I just, I just got this tone where ever, whenever I hit an F sharp, it did a dive bomb sort of thing. It was just so wow. random. It's just like da 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 it's a uh-huh. wonderful pedal. I love that thing. I it's really very do. Convincing. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's um, it's you know when when um I spoke to uh, Maris about it, they were like, "Look, we're up for you doing a demo, but we want you to send your demo to us first because <laughs> <laughs> there's a ton of people who can't use this thing." Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I still haven't done it yet because I'm still learning the thing. <laughs> I'm still. I'm still trying to get my head around it but it's um i love it i really do love that pedal can almost I guarantee that i would be one of those people that they wouldn't allow to <laughs> to, to send out a demo like <laughs> synthesis I think you're and, right. <laughs> yeah I, i'm i'm very much like a, a blues dad where uh uh-huh. I'll, uh I'll i'll play play an overdrive pedal play oh I, I might even i might even push the boat out and go to a distortion um, oh boy! Settle down. I know, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of synthesis and, uh, and and the more out out there sounds, I I leave very much alone. It's very much uh, where where I leave off there. I I kind of let Lee take over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not the best at synth, but I love it. Uh, I was um, talking to someone the other day. Um, uh, a pedal manufacturer called Brooks Cork over in, in the States and he he's really into his synth as well and um, I, I said to him like when I was younger and I heard you know Kirk Hammett and James Hetfield like hitting those really really heavy distorted guitars it got me really excited I was like how how do they do that I, I want to do that I must have this in my life and then now I don't get that anymore because I, I know how to do that. I can do that. It's easy. Mm. But I still get those tingles. I still get that excitement with um, with synth. I hear that and I'm like, oh, I've got to be able to do that. That's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. It's just, oh, God, synth is, synth is something else. Yeah, it's, I, it's great. I think there's a weird thing that happens when you're a musician, at least to some of us. Like, if As soon as you understand it, it becomes less good. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. so you just keep chasing like weirder stuff. And, you know, I think that's how you get to a point where you're making like music just for other musicians. And you never, like, you never want to hit that point, I don't think. But I can understand how it happens because you just like, you just get bored or like things make too much sense otherwise. But, uh, that's what they they say, they call them like tone junkies. And, you know, you think about a junkie and they're always chasing their next high. And that's, that's us. We're trying to, we, we want to kind of chase that next tone. We're like, how do we do it? But if we get there, mm-hmm. then what's after that? You know what's what's the next step up? What, what drug is going to take us that next step higher? And then you end up with a PLL. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm just a paddleboard of PLLs, like eight PLLs. Yeah, the data corrupt is a PLL, isn't it? I think I yeah. read that in, in the thing. And that, that's a pedal that a lot of people kind of um, went, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a new earthquake pedal. Yeah, I've got to get this. And then everyone was like, what have I bought? What is yeah. this? What do I do now? <laughs> totally. It's... Yeah, got absolutely no idea what's happened to Kim. Um, no, I'm, so, I'm just checking, checking on him, see where he's, where he's at. I mean, we're we're working through some technical issues at the moment, but um, okay. So let's let's move on to the next question then, and hopefully Kim will be able to join us when we're partially through that. So, how did you get Mr. Steve Vai to do the forward? <laughs> what on earth happened there? Um. That is a, a better question for Kim, but I can answer it in, in his absence somewhat. Um, Steve wanted to do it. I think that's the simplest answer is um, he was stoked. And I think, I think that education is important to him. So he just saw an opportunity to share some insight and it was that simple. Um, it was a bit last minute. So, you know, good on him. Like he really came through. Um, but yeah, I think I just, he just saw the opportunity and wanted to share his experience. Excellent. That's, that's so cool. It's so, so does Kim have, um, connections with Steve via the previous books and I'm assuming he didn't have a connection, but you know, having published those books, it makes everything easier, right? Like the, yeah. like, that's why I decided to join is I already knew his books and, and believed in them. I wasn't planning on writing a book. But, um, yeah, Kim had published two, yeah, not like at all. Kim had published two books before this and they're, they're awesome. They're like, they just strike the right, actually, this is good. He's not here. Cause I can say this and like not make him feel weird. They, they strike a good balance between, I don't know, just like what I would want in a coffee table book. Cause they're textbooky enough that they're like worthwhile, you know? Um, yeah, it's not yeah. just a picture book but they're still fine. Right. I think so. Yeah. I went to the dentist and that was on the table. I'd be well happy. Yeah. (laughs) I'd go, Oh yeah. Yeah. You you go ahead of me. That's fine. Yeah. You you carry on. I'll, I'll I'll go next. Yeah. (laughs) We should start selling them to dentists. (laughs) We we have, we have three dots. Oh, Oh, progress. Kim, if you are here, you're muted. If I, uh, if that helps I at think, all. Yeah, he's, uh, we're almost there. We're almost there. I can feel <laughs> it. I can feel it's it in me water. Thrill, thrill of live <laughs> streaming, isn't it? It is. It yeah. really is. We tend to not have people drop out normally, but we 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 do it fairly often. Um, so we're used to it, but uh, it can yeah. happen. It can happen. Yeah, from from what I'm hearing, every, everything that could have gone wrong for Kim has uh, it has gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his internet's gone down as well. Hey, All right, okay, and he's back. Is he? The mic, yeah, microphone's off. I can't see him. Can you not? I can. Believe me, Kim. I believe you him. are muted. Press <laughs> unmute. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh um, well. So we're gonna we're gonna play. We're now gonna play charades with uh, with Kim to answer the questions <laughs> via the oh, medium yeah. of sign language and 
it, it will work really well for a uh, for a oh, podcast. This will, but a friend, uh, Greedy Greg, has said hello from Seattle. Hello, Greedy. Nice to meet you. Um, how is that? What they say in Seattle, or am I just being somewhat racist there? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, yes, right. you are being uh, culturally insensitively. It was a legitimate question, but then I realised how I sounded as I was asking. <laughs> oh, do, do all those Americans go howdy, ma'am? <laughs> you guys hear me now? Hey! Oh, yeah. Yeah, hello. Oh, sorry about the mess up. No, this, oh, we can completely hear you. Fire. I can't see you, but um, it's better than what we me. had. I can't see you, but oh, um, I can. Mr. Budget Pedal Chap can. Yep. Uh, I'll just, I'll okay. just describe. So when you're talking, I'll just very quietly into the microphone. I'll describe what your what your gestures are doing at the top, like like the audio description. Indeed, yeah, it will be. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, Kim, we were we were just yeah. talking about uh, Mr. Vine and having Mr. Mr. Vi do the foreword. Uh, firstly, well done with that man. That, that's awesome. What a great introduction to the book. Um, oh, thanks. Yep. So. Um, what was what was your experience of it? You know, it must have been quite quite nerve wracking, like having someone of that caliber kind of say, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do the intro to your book." Because let's face it, if it was rubbish, you couldn't have turned it away. Well, you you seldom get rubbish from those kinds of people, um, and you know, it's you got the connection via some friends so to speak. Yeah. And uh, he was in for it right away. And usually when it comes down to comes down to it, you know, people can be big names, have been in the business for many years, but they are really nerds when it comes down to it, you know, pedal nerds. So so oh. he loved talking about this stuff. And we had like two or three phone conversations uh, around it. And he insisted on writing it really everything himself. So that was really great. I think it's it's a really nice introduction to the book. I've I've been watching a few of his live streams recently, and um, yeah, he he is the the biggest nerd in terms of gear and stuff like. That. I've watched tons of videos. Um, he he, you know, he loves the Ibanezes and all these sort of things. But he's one of the few other people in the world that owns the same that guitar. There's only like two hundred of them, and and Vi owns one, so that's like. Yes, if I owns one, it must be good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, um, yeah, it, you got you got to love Mister Vice. So that, well done with that man. It is. It was a really good introduction as well. You know, he he very kindly said, you know, uh, it, it's like a palette for your playing. You know, you can plug into an amp straight away, and you know, we've all done that. We all like doing that. We plugging into an amp, Marshall into a Les Paul sort of thing, and get your rock on, but. If you want to add some more textures to it and be inspired, you plug in a few pedals and you're going to play differently. And you will. We all do. Yeah. Mm. yeah and that was that's me kind of summing up, summing up what Mr. Steve Fire said much more elegantly than <laughs> what I just tried. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Yeah. I mean, the the Marshall Marshall with a Les Paul. It's it's painting with one colour, and there are there are people who can make absolutely beautiful masterpieces with that that sound. But this the the old adage of the tone is in the fingers. 
you can't get a, a modulation sound out of your fingers, or you can't get. You can. A... No, no, Lee. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I mean, but but you, you you understand what I say? Like you you couldn't get you couldn't get a chorusing sound uh, consistently using just your fingers. No, okay, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I spent a long time trying to work out how to do that. Yeah, um, but I mean, you're right. If you were to play a really fast lick, you couldn't do it with a chorus sound like you can by just putting on a, a CE2 or something like that. You, you know, it's it's very simple. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's, a, it's allowing that kind of colour color spectrum, isn't it? And you can... There's, there's some songs... I mean, we were talking about this, I think, uh, not on the last podcast, on the podcast before, um, about how there are certain songs where, like, the the sound of the song is intrinsic to the effects that are used. Um, like, the example that we used was... Um, oh, Voodoo Child. Voodoo it? Child, yes, of course. And you you imagine that intro without the use of the wah pedal. And it well, just... You couldn't do the... Chuk -wuk, chuk -wuk, chuk -wuk, could you? You couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you like you imagine that without the wah pedal, and it's it's just it's it doesn't have the 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 dimension that it does with the uh with the effect. So yeah, and I, th I think that's probably where where effects kind of like really started to move forward because it was trying to make the guitar sound like more like a, a voice or more like a horn or more like um you know these other instruments and it was like what else can i expand this onto realized that they didn't work but the things that they managed to get out of them sounded bloody awesome mm -hmm. uh, yeah exactly i think that. that that story about what the stones were up to with satisfaction is really interesting because mm. that was like the the first commercial or like big hit of uh, fuzz in a song. And it really, I think it sounds like a brass section. I, I truly think it does. And I think that fuzzes still have that ability. Uh, if you change the voicing of like how you play the instrument. And I, I think that's like a really cool time capsule moment because that's what fuzz was supposed to do. It was supposed to allow guitarists to sound like brass players. And so the Rolling Stones did that. And, and then like no one else did <laughs> and, and then like fuzz became this other thing, but yeah. like it, it was, it still has that ability and it's, it's like a weird little time capsule of, of that thing. And, and like how people imagine fuzz, you know, like what's the practical use of fuzz? Well, it makes a guitarist sound like a horn player. And then everyone decided to do something else instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it sounds much cooler if we do this way. Yeah. <laughs> I was um my daughter she's 3 years old and when I take her to nursery we um we listen to uh rock music on the on the way and we were listening to the stones the other day and satisfaction came on uh, and I turned around to her and said Alice you know listen to this because this song is pivotal <laughs> and then I thought she's 3 years old Lee shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh dear! Stop what you're doing, daughter. <laughs> yes, yes. Stop, yeah, stop enjoying your playtime in the back there. Sit and listen. Baby a shark. Appreciate <laughs> it. Damn it. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so guys, you, you obviously had Steve I on board with that, but uh, you must have met some really interesting people on the way through this. I, I'm assuming that um, the the book took you all over the world to, you know, go and see people, interview them. Um, obviously, you can do it over the computer now, but I'm, I, 
I bet you use the excuse to take for it to take you all over the world if you can. I bloody well would have. So, uh, who else did you ma- manage to meet? Are Are you still there, Kim? Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm thinking about if I should respond to this because, um, yeah, I think as much as both Scott and I love to travel, and obviously you can just bring a computer with you and you can ride from it everywhere yeah. but but it's it's simply not you know we don't have a budget for world traveling to 50 different countries or whatever yeah yeah so so much of this is done via email via skype uh via phone interview um but but no it's you know nevertheless it's really interesting to talk with these people either pedal makers or, or artists obviously uh, scott knew any more pedal makers than me up front and um so we kind of, yeah, with the, regarding the contact to people, and we have to kind of, you know, massage a bit more than others. Or, but as soon as people saw the previous books, they they wanted in. Yeah. Wow. So that was a good business card to just send books. Um, and I think we, I think we also tried to make a really get as diverse a mix as we could between, you know, different, you know, boutique makers or more, uh, you know. Well, pedal makers, or and also different kinds of artists, either big or small, or music genre, or whether they're maybe mostly playing keyboards, for example, or if guitar is their main instrument. Um, this book was also meant to be a book for all kinds of, you know, pedal yeah. freaks, yeah, not pedal just users, guitarists, yeah. actually. Yeah, that was a long answer to that question. What about no. you, Scott? What do you think? Um, well, Kim was really good about not letting the book be totally dominated by Americans. I think that's like, <laughs> that's, that's worth a shout out because, you know, I, America's been a really important place for the development of pedals. Like probably America and Japan are the two most important places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's still a whole other planet out there and, and Kim not being an American, you know, reminded me mm. of that. Like I'm a Canadian, but still it's, it's easy to, especially these days, like only look at what American companies are doing. Um, but there's plenty of other stuff out there and it's cool to draw attention to it. Um, I know that we were really happy with the list of interviews we got in the end. Like mm. we, we really tried to get, yeah, like a broad section of people and, you know, people that we were personally excited about as well, like the interviews that we would really want to read. Um, were there any of those I, that you had like a little fanboy moment where you were um, a little starstruck that you were managing to have that, that conversation with? Hmm. It's um, difficult. We, we both... Both reach for the book, maybe now. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, there, there are some. Here's what I made. That are... well, one of our um, one of our viewers has asked. Um, uh, you asked about pedals that might be missing from the book um, for yeah. maybe for version two. Um, what about the Pete Cornish stuff? Did you cover any of that in there, or have we just missed it? There was one. Um, yeah, there was one Pete Cornish pedal in there, and. You know, I guess the only thing worth saying when it comes to, we, we did have like kind of um, a criteria, I guess, for like what got included and what didn't. And, and, and it's pretty simple. It's like, is there something to discuss um, beyond just this pedal sounds nice? Um, <laughs> yeah. like, like, so if something is based on an, an, a previous pedal but sounds better, 
it probably wasn't going to get in the book. Yeah, yeah. Because there was nothing to to, to talk about. So some. So some you only pedals... mentioned the TSA oh eight. No. Other <laughs> we have we had a page for two screamers. I mean, certain things you, you have to make an exception for, but of course, like that, yeah. that's kind of the 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 rule. So I mean, not that that specifically applies to Pete Cornish in any way, but um, we're talking about like the dif- like it was difficult to decide what made the cut and what didn't, and lots of stuff got cut. But that if it was that was the the easiest criteria is like okay, this pedal's awesome and lots of people love it, but is there anything to say? And if the answer was no, then we could let that one go and talk about this other thing. Even if it was something simple, like an opportunity to talk about symmetrical versus asymmetrical clipping or something, you know, like here's, yeah. here's what this does slightly different from the TS-808 or the TS-9, uh, you know. The SD1. We, yeah, we, yeah. we didn't just want to be like, here's a pedal, here's a pedal, here's a pedal. You know, there has, there has to be a subject or a something. Yeah, I like I like how you've done that because, like, like you said, there was a page dedicated to tube screamers because there's yeah, you know, everyone's got them. But the um, it, it's not like oh, this is about the Marshall Governor. It was like this is about overdrives and this is about distortions. And then you've kind of gone in and picked out like specific examples and this discussed like we were talking about vibe earlier. And you've kind of gone okay, this is what a vibe is. This is what a vibe isn't, but it's similar to, and um, that's mm-hmm. why you think they're the same thing. Uh, and you, you know, yeah. you've gone into great, great um, detail there. So, who was the most interesting person to to interview them? Because you know, uh, famously, when people interview Carlos Santana, for instance, uh, they always say like, "How yeah, you know, that that is an interview you both really look forward to and both dread at the same time because they're really mm-hmm. interested. He's a really interesting guy, but he could talk about anything." Um, who was the most fun person to interview? Without you know, yeah, this is it's a difficult question. This is, isn't it? Yeah. The most fun, you know, the most fun is probably Mike, uh, Mike from Electroharmonics. Oh, yes, yes. By saying rock and roll, shouting into the to the phone. You know that that's <laughs> probably with a cigar in his hand. And so stuff like that is just yeah, that is rock and roll. And um, but I think actually for me. So I'm not a guitarist like like you guys. So for me, the the interviews with the makers, the pedal makers, they were a lot more musical than I thought they would be. Also, some techy nerdy stuff. But um, I think it was it was really interesting to be picking their brains and you know, get a lot of more musical reasons to why they do the pedals they do, how they do them. A lot of personal philosophies. It's really interesting to get more behind that stuff. Yeah. Some of those and interviews with the makers are, are really inspiring. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. See, but it's hard to pick, pick uh, for me at least, you know, say this was the, the best interview or the most easiest or whatever. It, they, they all have their... That's the great part of having so many interviews. I mean, there might be some that people don't like, but there might some that they favor in the book there's something for everybody i think that's cool right let me check my questions <laughs> i was hoping you were going to go on just a little bit longer there. Yeah. <laughs> okay uh right so <clears throat> what made you start writing uh pedal books but what what because obviously you got the previous two which um you know go ahead and plug them obviously we can't see them here but um please go ahead and tell people about them and i have and one under my computer 
Yeah, just sorry, I wouldn't know. This is this was the previous one uh, about UREC modules. We can't Four see you. Oh, can <laughs> you can yes. see me. Yeah, I, I, so, I can. So I'm having a great tweet. time here, but... <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. The other guys can. So yeah. it's, it's the basic... Uh, con- for me, personally, I wanted to do this because I didn't know uh, that much about pedals. I mean, and I... When I started to get into this stuff, it was like all the books are like from the 70s, 80s, black and white, boring. I fall asleep every time I try to read them. And I can spend like a gazillion days on the internet watching videos. I have, I think. But <laughs> but I wanted to put this into a format where you can just, you know, have a kind of an overview where you can just browse the book. Yeah. You have a nice visual experience too. And for me, Apparently, books is like, I don't know, it's more uh, treasure troves of information and inspiration. Um, so I wanted to, kind of, I've always wanted to, it, actually for me, it started out as being more like, I want to do a book with just beautiful photos of petals. They all look, most of them look pretty cool. So it was more like a photo book in my mind when I started this thought years back, actually. Um, but obviously, it, it turned into a, a lot more, Ugly, I'd say. And, and for me, the most important person to put into this uh, cocktail <laughs> with the pedals was uh, obviously Scott um, because of his knowledge and, and all the great videos. And I think also for us both, inspiration is a key word. It's, it's, it's funny cool. you mentioned the, the picture book thing. I think, I think it was a bit of a battle because I kept trying to say too much stuff and like, almost ruined the whole book. <laughs> Kim was Kim was always reminding me, like, no, like, big pictures is nice, you know? And that was yeah, another yeah. thing, I'm, right? I'm going to sign up, though. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, that's also why certain subjects or, or things are omitted, is if we talked about everything, the book would be this labyrinth that sucks to read, so... Yeah. And it would be kind of uh, useless, because... I, we could only write a little bit about everything, and it would be maybe personal opinion or something. Mm-hmm. I think we, we attack the chapters much like, you know, what's there? What's this concept about? How does it work? Uh, different examples of this and how to creatively utilize these yeah. kinds of effects. Exactly. What's useful? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's very, it's very well done. It looks like it's been thought out really, really well. And um, obviously talking to you guys is quite clear that it has. Um, we are about five minutes from the top of the hour. We can go over if you guys want. I really don't mind because obviously Kim was um, out of the loop for a Sorry about that. Yeah. No, no, so not a worry at all. <clears throat> Technology happens. So I, I don't mind yeah. running over, but I thought I'd give you guys a heads up of what, with how we're doing for time. I've got a couple of questions from um, viewers. Um, first one is who, from the people you've... Um, uh, interviewed who has the coolest pedal board now were you in a position to see their pedal boards or were they just pedal boards full of their own pedals uh it was different different you know some people have you know just collections of pedals other boards you know what what do you think scott otherwise i have i have a few examples i i like nick reinhardt's board probably because yes. it's looping based <laughs> yeah i think it's um I think it's really interesting and, you know, just something I'd want to use. I think I would be able to make good music or music I like with his pedal board. Yeah. 
I think yeah, David Jones was also really interesting, and Matt Jensen's. Mm. Nick, Nick has just such. He's, he's like yourself. He can really, you know, it's him playing when you hear it. You know, it's um, it's very obvious it's him, and he will drag out of a pedal things that you didn't even know it can do, <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, wow, how, how do you do that? It's just I think amazing. it's really extraordinary. I saw him do a, a little set at Nam for at the Dwarfcraft booth, which is, which is like the worst place to make music. So he was definitely yeah. uncomfortable and at his worst. And um, he just he just made a loop out of the most cacophonous and like chaotic sounds and made it into music. And it, I don't know, it's one of those moments we were talking about, like being confused by music and how it makes it better. Like I don't know yeah. what the I don't know what the hell he was thinking. I have no idea. And I don't know why it sounded good. And I've tried to like do something similar multiple times. And it's just, yeah, a very good relationship with his technology and, and his hands and everything. You're kind of like that, but clean and pristine, aren't you? <laughs> when, when we watch your videos, but then with a video, it's different to watching someone live at NAM, isn't it? Because like, you can't <laughs> yeah. prepare that. There's <laughs> nothing like live at NAM. <laughs> to get the yeah i definitely go for yeah like i i like things to be chaotic but also like comforting and and gentle and i think you know yeah nick will nick doesn't care if they're dissonant and uh upsetting <laughs> <laughs> all the better if they are <laughs> yeah okay um greg uh, greedy greg has asked are you guys happy with the book is there anything you would have changed looking at it now it's it's yes yeah. do you want to go first <laughs> i think i mean i feel like i'm doing a lot of talking i'll answer it but <laughs> okay i can answer this i i of course i'm happy about the book at some points during this work i think we both thought are we ever gonna make it you know are we are we gonna make it to the standard we wanted we had really high i think we had a really high aim for this um i'm definitely happy about it of course there are things that could be different but it's really hard i mean we have over 800 pedals in the book 50 interviews i mean it's probably easier to just make a, a second book um than remaking this and i think it's a really valuable tool. i think also that we might there might be a few updates because something is happening all the time on the pedal market as you guys yeah. know but, but i'd say I, i'm pretty happy with, with i seldom read my books after i've done them but uh, this one I've actually been browsing a lot. Well, that, that kind of leads us into um, the next question, which you can merge that one with that, this, this question, which is also from Greg as well. I agree to Greg. Uh, he said, uh, do you think that uh, pedals are here to stay? And this could be a discussion between all of us or, or is modeling the future. Um, and that kind of leads into what you're saying, because things are changing all the time, but there's still a lot of people out there making analog pedals and bloody good ones as well. Yeah, I think pedals are here to stay. I think that there's the modeling isn't isn't new. Like it's been around for a while, and um, hmm. I, I find it not comforting because you know it doesn't really matter. But the the people I a lot of the people I know that that love pedals and use them the most are also the most savvy at using a computer, and so it, it's not like one precludes the other. Um, I think one. 
the, the more you're able to do in, in like an all-in-one environment, like a computer or modeling or whatever, I think the more you need the escape that pedals provide. So there's like this unintended use of pedals. Like at the time they were made, it was very practical, right? But now they have this like other function increasingly where they're a place to like get away from your computer and screens and just like have a tactile experience. And to be honest, I think they were already tested. Like I think that the the test was the eighties and they passed. So like <laughs> yeah. pedals are fine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then yeah, you had like the the pod in the in the nineties as well, kind of mm-hmm. made a resurgence yeah. of um, of modeling technology. And now you is get that when the, the pod came out? Like the was, late yeah late nineties, really I think. 90s? I believe so. Christ, I mean, yeah. someone fact check me. Oh, let's let's have a Snopes uh, <laughs> Snopes. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, it's um. I, I completely agree. And even if, you know, we do get more digital pedals, so what, it's still pedals. Um, and they do give us wonderful things like the Marisenzo that we were talking about earlier. But there are loads and loads of pedals out there that are digital, you know, things like oh, the Harmony pedals, mm-hmm. for instance, which I thought that you'd got the colour wrong in this in your book, but now looking at it, you hadn't. <laughs> that's good i said to my wife that's not the right color <laughs> and it totally was um, but yeah you know there's certain pedals that you can't certain effects you can't really do in an analog yeah, in way or if you can it's not going to be particularly great such as harmony and these sort of things so you know um yeah i i, I think it's only going in the right direction it's not like there's starting to be less manufacturers out there every week there's like 10 more it's crazy i think limitation is just awesome like i've never met a successful musician that doesn't like understand the value of limitation and and pedals just like serve that up to you in a convenient format so if you don't set limits for yourself you're never going to get anything done and pedals just do it for you it's great yeah, it's um, what's it called? Option paralysis, really, isn't it? If you, if you get something um, like a helix or something along those lines, you're like, this does everything. Ah, uh, what, what should I do? <laughs> yeah. You what get do this, you you're going to make a harmony with it. <laughs> you know? Yes, you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and those things are great too, obviously. But you know, I want to answer the book question because I I think sorry, like it's it was. I don't think like we, we literally could not have tried any harder. Like we, we stayed yeah. up all night the last few nights before we published this. I hope that's okay to, to tell people, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think it's cool. Probably still shows in our faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our life expectancy. Like we, we definitely like shouldered the burden of making the best book we could. And we didn't have to, but we're both weird like that. And yeah, we, we, we were like crazy. We were, we were truly rabid towards the end. And so like, I can, I can feel completely satisfied because I know that we, we did everything we could. And Kim, Kim was running on fumes for months. I still don't know how he did it. <laughs> me neither. It took me some months afterwards also to get my back on my feet. Mm-hmm. Say. To recompose. It's like running a marathon. It's, it's a stupid thing to say. Cause like at the end of the day, like, Oh, good for you you wrote a book like so what but like when you're when you're in it if you you know if you care it's like extreme it was extremely difficult it was crazy i think also i mean the reward the biggest reward is when 
you know, just one person writes, you know, awesome book, really helped me do this and that, or, you know, um, when you're actually experiencing that people are, are you know, a smile on their face by opening the book, you know, or being in the book, um, it's all worth it, I think. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's fantastic. All right, uh, finally, um, how did you guys meet? Like uh, I just wrote to Scott at some point, mm-hmm. I think, and yeah, it went from there. I mean, that's that's what you learn in this this business doing all these interviews. I think we've done like uh, 150 interviews this far in all the books, and at some point you just have to pick up the phone or the, write an email to some people and and ask if you can talk to them, and then it. Scott wasn't he wasn't hostile in any way (laughs) (laughs) I always kind of look back on it with with awe because when I said yes to doing it I didn't know what was involved because I'd never written a book but but Kim did and Mm. it's insane to trust a stranger with that kind of responsibility like because at the time I wasn't gonna change my life that much I didn't think but I I stopped working I did it full time for months and I had no idea that was required of me. And and Kim didn't tell me. <laughs> so it was like, you know, like it was, it was crazy. And I, 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 I will always remember that. Like he, the amount of trust that it takes to co-write a book with someone like, like this is pretty bonkers. I'd say, I'd say you earned it. Definitely. <laughs> so it wasn't also, I think it, it whole work on this book kind of maybe surprised both of us. Obviously, when you work with someone that you haven't worked with uh, before, uh, you just you just you have to be very flexible and open-minded. I think, and uh, it, we simply I think we had this common goal of just making the best book we could. I think that common goal was you know, driving us forward. Mm-hmm. I probably made it really hard. That's what Kim is saying in his own words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes both ways, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean that—that's yeah. You sometimes you need to. Well, it was interesting. I'd say I still. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like when I guess it's like when musicians go on on tour. You know, like have fifty concerts in a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's a very intense period of of different stuff going on in your life and just remember it as something very special um yeah so that that's that's a nice memory to have at least and and i don't know if it shows in the book but but hopefully our you know we'll say it, it must be a labor of love and i it's definitely we've put a lot of blood sweat and tears into it mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really cool guys you know you've you've made some you know, I, I really want to look at patch and tweak because obviously that's that's all about simps and these sort of things but <laughs> You know, pedals is really where my heart lays, and um, you've you've made such a great book here. Um, people have asked throughout this where you can buy this. If you go to www.bux.com, that's books spelt with a J after the B. So B J, no jokes. B J O O K S dot com and uh, go, go there, and uh, you guys ship all over the world, don't you? Uh, definitely we have uh, during these uh, times of obviously if you're living on honolulu or whatever i don't know oh this place Island, maybe it's a bit <laughs> difficult but uh we we have resellers all over the world also with the book 
you can find a list on our website yeah i've seen it it's in toman and probably lots of shops over in the states and yeah etc shops in the uk too so so in, i suggest people just ask their local in the local store so places like anderton's and that sort of thing as well i'm not sure <laughs> actually we got to get into anderton's if we're not shoot yeah yeah it's a lot of uh, stores missing out on this fantastic book exactly i mean it's 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 very much the gold standard for uh for pedal information in terms of book format um it's so rigorous it's it's almost kind of academic in in its uh in its rigor but it's like through through reading reading academic texts at university and how <laughs> how dull they can be it's um you you've very much thought about the 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 kind of the the clientele and the the who will be reading it as well so I'll, i've been very impressed with what i've saw so far and i'll, I'll definitely going to be uh going to be continuing on with this one um oh so yeah you. i think it's uh it's great to hear it's, it's a, a nice place I think to it would be, yeah, carry on. It'd be even even more cool if people just try the tips in the book and then share them online also because there's it's i think some of the things you know Hearing and seeing what people get out of the books, really, you know, how does it lead them to new artistic, creative, uh, you know, paths? That's, uh, I think, the exciting thing. Yeah, it, it's re- it's really interesting that you kind of like um, you've like for the POLs and stuff like that. You've kind of said if you want to get the most out of this, um, try this tip, or this tip will help you with your digital delays, and, and so on and so forth. And I'm just making up examples here, but it's it's nice that you've kind of given pointers from your experience. And I'm I'm guessing that that would have come from Scott because Kim, you said you're not really a guitarist, so I'm guessing that that's that's a nice sort of um, way to dig into your brains and you know the man behind the knobs youtube channel is now giving us tips on how to use pedals cheers mate because we actually needed that (laughs) (laughs) the the, the tips were a cool part because in the beginning you know not being a writer i was very careful and I, i i remember you know writing to friends and stuff and it's almost like i wanted the tips to be like verified you know like established tips on delay use and then after like a month i just gave up and i made them all up you know like so like they you know made them up so they are just like things that that i discovered through using pedals for the most part um because you know they're just like they're prompts that's that's what tips are and um yeah so there is they are like quite personal to me and a lot of those ideas aren't anywhere else because i made them up (laughs) (laughs) but they're they're good and if they work for you then they work and that's that is one of the magical things about guitar rigs is you know you put a bunch of pedals together and you're going to sound like someone nothing like no one else basically mm-hmm. oh yeah, uh, yeah unless you're hit the budget pedal unless that's up. what you intend <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean we... this this there's, there's been tales of people like running through exact like famous people's rigs like uh, i can't remember who said it but they run through like eddie van halen's rig um but, like, but i don't send anything like like Van Halen, what's going on? <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it's that. yeah, it's as much down to like your personal, uh, like melding your personal uh, style with those tips as well, and 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 magical things uh, will come out of it 
and like new musical avenues will hopefully spring forth. And that's that's an exciting prospect. So, totally. And I think we did, to your point, Lee, like we did spend extra time on pedals that people usually overlook, like flangers and ring modulators and stuff like that. Like the, the whole ring modulator chapter is just ideas to make your ring modulator sound nice. <laughs> because like we, we know, we know what people think about these things. So yeah. Like, it's very easy to make a ring modulator sound bad. Very, very easy. easy. I've managed yeah, to do that quite a few times. All, have you ever managed have... to make it sound good? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> we shan't talk about that, Lee. We shan't talk about that. <laughs> it's possible. Okay. So before we finish up, let me ask you guys, do you have anything else you'd like to add at all? To add to this? Or? Yeah. Anything else you want to um, add about the book before we um, f- before we call it a day? No. <laughs> good self-defense weapon. Weights are almost like two kilos, so it's really good to if you have a break-in in your studio or whatever. Indeed, uh-huh. yeah. I'd say that. Yeah, you you could you could do some serious damage to someone with this. It's also yeah, yeah. I, I'm seeing a trend of uh, of weighted blankets on the internet at the moment, and this works really well for that. If you you just hold it close here and just just, just cuddle it like this, then. Uh, some some people complain about you know not not being able to take it on tour or take it you know to bed because when they fall asleep they gotta get a blue eye or something <laughs> they drop the book on the head so uh, but but we couldn't make it any smaller so. we could do an audio book version I'll read it for you oh dear God <laughs> I, I I would pay I would pay lots of money for that not to happen how uh, much exactly <laughs> at least at least twenty pence. If if not more, if you said twenty quid, I was definitely going to take you up on that. <laughs> Actually, I just add one thing, Lee. That that is, if people want to have a sneak peek into the book without actually getting the book yet, we have a free PDF download on our website. Actually, have all three books, so they can find it in the extra extras menu on our website on bukes.com. Perfect. So there are a few interviews and some pages from all three books, so people can you know see what they're buying before they do it. Actually, get a little taste. Okay. I know it's an expensive book. People complain about that it's expensive and that they would rather buy a pedal. But you know, <laughs> you usually say it will it will save you a lot of money because you won't buy the the wrong pedals that you might do if you haven't read the book. It's, it's the same oh. same argument that people have about power supplies, though, isn't it? Oh, why am I buying this this horribly expensive yeah. isolated power supply when I can get the twenty quid one from China? You know, well. My favourite pedals are compressors and and um, uh, EQs because they. they I, I think every pedal board should start with compressors and EQs, but everyone has the same sort of approach to them as well as they do to power supplies and those sort of things. Yeah, um, oh, you know, it's not but, doing anything. These compressors are rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. yeah uh, but but the book is really good really good fun um it's um you know i i've um we, we've sent a couple to people who wouldn't have normally bought the book who've said similar sort of things and they've got them and they've gone actually this is really bloody good Absolutely. and um and i you know i'd I did that purposely to to see you know what they would say because I knew that they would like it from looking at it myself on online. 
Um, and yeah, you guys have done a, an enormously wonderful job. Well done. You really have done a great job. So, thanks, yes. <laughs> Excellent. That's the most pathetic round of applause ever. But the, the, the you know. Hey, the thought was there. <laughs> the thought was there. And that, <laughs> that seems like a lovely place to wrap it up, doesn't it, Lee? It does indeed, guys. Right. So, uh, Kim, Scott, thank you very, very, very much for joining us. It's been thank lovely to have you on. This is awesome. Thank you for having us. No, thank you. And, and, and thank um, you for persisting as well, Kim, because you, your technical issues, <laughs> that would be enough to put anyone off and you, you've soldiered on. So thank you so much for that. Never give up. We, we have been there. We have, we have, especially in the early days of doing the live streaming, we was like, what's going on? Oh my God, I can't get back on and all these sort of things. <laughs> the stream dropping out five times in a row. <laughs> Pain in the bum. Indeed. So, yeah right okay well thank you everyone for joining in and um watching us today and all the listeners watching us back on the um on the podcast later thank you for listening in and we'll see you all soon in the regular podcasts so see you soon bye-bye you can you can wave kim but people can't see you (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll wave for you here we go